the kind of calm that we can develop while doing strong movements helps us to remain calm in a stressful or tense situation. So with practice, this isn't something that happens in two classes, but with practice, we'll find ourselves less going into fight or flight in a physically threatening situation. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so glad you joined us today and we are in the heart of our 14-day January liver detox right now. And if you didn't get a chance to sign up and you still want to join, you are free to join a little bit late and that's no problem. And tonight we are actually having our sauna cold plunge event and we're super excited about it. So we will report back on how that goes. And also, before we dive into today's episode, We want to ask that if you're enjoying our podcast, if you could please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It takes just two minutes and it really helps us to reach more people so that others can benefit from the inspiring conversations that we have and the resources that we share each week. So if you are enjoying our episodes, we would love for you to share it with a friend, family member, or anyone who you really think may benefit from these conversations. Thank you. Today's guest is Yamada, who is a teacher in North America of Boabam, an ancient Tibetan system of meditation, relaxation, and self-defense. Yamato has brought this practice to thousands of students around the world for more than two decades of teaching, and he has trained Boabam teachers around the world. He's the creator of Boabam Journey, which is a new app, and it is a video course that allows anyone to learn Boabam on their own schedule. He's the director of the Boston School of Boabam, the principal school dedicated to Boabam in North America, and he's also the co-translator and editor of a number of books about Boabam. I don't think Stephanie or I had ever heard of Boabam before we were connected with Yamato, and in today's conversation, we really dive into what Boabam is and how you incorporate the practice into your life and how it incorporates some self-defense practices and not just physical self-defense, but also psychological self-defense. And we talk about breathing techniques and meditation and how it's largely a movement-based system. We loved learning about how Boabam really allows you to be aware of your body, to tune into your body, and to use your practice as a tool in your everyday life. So let's welcome Yamato. We all have busy lives these days, and no one wants to waste a day recovering after a night out when you've consumed a few cocktails. Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol is the answer we've all been looking for. Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. 
It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. This pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day, instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before I drink, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a big night out, like this past New Year's Eve, I can confidently plan on waking up with energy for a long walk or a workout, and therefore I'm in a better mood than I otherwise would have been. This year I want to form more sustainable and mindful drinking habits on the weekends. This is not an all or nothing approach, and Zbiotics allows me to enjoy nights out in moderation while working towards this goal. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, consume plenty of water, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next day. So enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Head over to zbiotics.com AOLW to get 15% off your first order when you use the code AOLW at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash AOLW and use the code AOLW at checkout for 15% off. Welcome, Yamato. We are thrilled to have you join us today to talk about something that neither Stephanie nor I have heard of, um, something that's called Boa Bomb. And we love talking with like-minded guests, and we so appreciate you joining us today. And before we dive into the conversation, we'd love to have you start out by sharing what is your one non-negotiable for your day? Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. One non-negotiable for my day. That's a good question. I would say that because I practice this system, this, this bowl which combines breathing and relaxation, meditation and, and, and self-defense, non-negotiably every day I like to practice, but I, I practice in many different ways. It doesn't mean that I have to do like a really strong, you know, practice where I'm sweating a lot and, and moving a lot. For me, I would say every day I have to take a moment to breathe take a few moments to breathe, no matter what, no matter where I am. More than that, great. But I would say that's definitely a, definitely a non-negotiable every day. Well, that's great. And I mean, we're going to get more into this, but obviously we're all breathing every day. But what mm-hmm. you're talking about is very different um, for our listeners, and we'll dive into that. So Yamato, everyone has a story, and we'd love to hear your journey in a nutshell of how you got into Boa Boom and teaching it, and you have this practice online and um, in person in Boston. Yeah, I mean, just this month, it's been 19 years that, that we've had this studio here in, in Boston. Um, and I think for many years, I don't know, I was always looking for something. I was searching, but I didn't know what I was looking for. Um, and I remember back when I was in college, I had one teacher who was like, you, you need to go on a, she was this like, you know, very kind of charismatic um, and and creative person. Um, and I said, you, you need to go on a vision quest. <laughs> and I'm like a kid. I'm like, I don't, what you, I don't know what this means. <laughs> um, and then several years later, I I just by happenstance met a, met a teacher who was teaching Boabom, which is this, this system, like I said, that combines relaxation with, with meditation and self-defense. 
And I started taking classes with him. Um, it wasn't like in a, in a formal studio or anything like that. It was more, this, this, this system was taught more privately for many, many generations. Um, and its roots are in, in Tibet. So it was more of like a family system or taught in, in small groups. And obviously it left Tibet when, you know, many people left Tibet. Um, and so this was, this teacher was a few generations after that. And I started taking classes and I was working. And at the end of the day, I would come, I would do my class. And I would, wow, I would feel so much better. I would feel like re-energized. I would feel alive. Um, and I would feel like my stress kind of like gone. And I liked it so much that I kept practicing. One of the really nice things about Boabom is that it is progressive, which means that you kind of learn something new every class. So you follow the teacher and the teacher teaches you one thing. And the next class, they repeat that and teach something else. The next class, they repeat that and teach something else. And I really enjoyed that because it's similar to this concept of um, just right challenges. I know this from some students of mine who've been like occupational therapists and things like this. This idea that we need challenges that are challenging, but aren't impossible, that we can accomplish. And so this, this feeling of accomplishment from learning these movements or from practicing breathing techniques or improving my concentration in a meditation practice, all of these give you like a positive feedback cycle. And, and I really experienced that. And I really look forward to every class and what I would learn and that, that energy and that feeling. And so from there, over some years, I decided I wanted to learn to teach. I studied, I taught, and, you know, decades go by and here we are. So that's, that's interesting. And I think, you know, listening to your journey, it reminds me of kind of how I got into yoga and how mm. it just felt great. And so I kept going back and, um, and then I eventually wanted to get my teacher training and not necessarily teach, but just to have the knowledge. Yeah. But, um, like I mentioned earlier, I had never heard of this before you, you know, before we learned about you in your studio. And we would love to know, like, what is it? Like, can you actually talk about what is BOA bomb and what are the benefits? How can it benefit everyone? And how do you start to incorporate it into your meditation practice? Or it is a meditation practice. So BOA bomb as a meditation practice has kind of two facets. Right? It has a moving meditation, which comprises many different kinds of classes. And then there's seated meditations as well. But I'll start because most students come to, to the practice and, and our school through the movement arts. And in principle, there are two movement arts that are, I would say, open or, or accessible or make sense for beginners. And one is like a slow art of really stretched out movements. Maybe it looks a little bit like Tai Chi. The movements are a little different. The way of teaching is a little different or maybe like a, like a more active yoga. It's less about static poses and more about fluid movements. Um, and then the second art is a defense art, meaning the movements are strong and they're fast and they can be used as a very effective defense. One of the really nice things about what we do and how we teach, and one of the things that I really like, because I'm not like a super competitive person, um, is that there's no contact and no competition. So you do a bowl class and you're doing strong movements, but you're not hitting and you're not getting hit. It doesn't mean that we can't, if we're in person, work in partners, we can, but we work in partners without contact. We do all of this in a progressive way. So in the gentle system, we progress little by little and advance all the time and the same in the faster. 
And then beyond that, we have other systems where you can practice with a staff or there's arts about like falling down and, and getting back up. And it's a very broad practice. And through all of this is breathing. And the breathing is like the core or the really the armature of the whole system. And we start, the first thing that we learn is breathing, a fundamental breathing technique. And we use that breathing technique. We can use it in different rhythms, but we use it through the whole class to give us a structure to the movements and at the same time to give some power. So, and that's whether fast or slow, right? We can develop a lot of power, a lot of energy moving slowly, just a different kind of energy. And then this breathing technique is really an, an integral part of the meditation. So the moving meditation works partially because we're really focused. We're following a teacher, we're moving, we're breathing, we're taking care of our back, we're taking care of our arms. And we really don't have a lot of space left over for all of the other things that are in our mind. And so we spend this, this time in a class, whether you're doing like an online class or a short video class that's 20 minutes or an hour long class, like a live class. We spend this time in our bodies, in our breath and out and away from what we're doing every day. And this can create a really powerful meditation, especially when we pair it with this progressive teaching. You know, as I'm sure you know, like when we repeat something too many times, we can start to do it automatically and our mind can wander, right? We can think about work, we can think about, you know, our responsibilities, we can think about our kids, about school, whatever, wherever we are. That doesn't necessarily bad things, but the mind wanders all the time. And so by almost tricking ourselves into not thinking about those things, we can really create a, a powerful kind of meditation. And that's one thing that I've found over the years is that I've had many, many students say, well, I can't sit still and meditate. I'm looking for something different. And then they get all the benefits of meditation while moving and breathing at the same time. And they're then able after some time practicing to develop and work with a seated meditation practice. So it's really similar to yoga. I mean, I feel like for me, all of what you're describing, I feel like I've gotten out of yoga, except for the self-defense piece, <laughs> which <laughs> I could use. So it would be nice to have that self-defense piece. But um, it sounds very similar to yoga in a lot of ways. I, I think so. Absolutely. I think if you saw a class, it would look very different, right? Right. And you would yeah, say, oh, this, no, this I, looks I like, look. I saw, this looks like I, a martial art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying like the benefits you get yes. from it. And, and so yeah. that's what, exactly. Like I, I think that, and that's interesting because people ask me a lot, is this a martial art? So it's kind of a martial art, but it's kind of more like yoga. Mm -hmm. It's like um, a combination almost. Yeah. Exactly. And, and one thing that's really nice about the defense part is that you can learn defense. And I mean, hopefully, you know, we don't have to use it, but the idea is if we have to use it, we can use it well and then get out of there. It's not like, you know, if we're trying to like have a fight or something like that. You know, and that's part of like, we don't participate in competitions. We're not interested in competition between our students because all of us come from where we are and all of us can improve and do better, right? And improve ourselves and improve our coordination, our strength, our flexibility, our focus, all of these things. Yeah. So then how can some of these lessons and the movement and the breath work and the self-defense, how can people incorporate that into their everyday lives to create more calm and maybe escape from some of the chatter in their heads? You know, how do your students see benefits in their lives after they leave the studio or after they finish the lesson? As I'm sure you guys know, just from doing an hour or a half an hour of movement, breathing and meditation, right? We need that. Mm -hmm. because life is busy. We have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things going on. We need a moment out of that. And, you know, the culture doesn't always give us that opportunity unless we 
build it in for ourselves. And so I think just at a baseline, just taking that moment is really powerful. Um, now, if you already have a practice and you're looking, say, to expand with, oh, I want to learn some defense as well, but I want defense that's more in the feeling of a yoga rather than like a more aggressive martial art, then you can try the defense part and you can say, oh, I feel like I can defend myself if I need to. And part of the defense is, like, I think about the physical self-defense as like this much of it. Because again, if we have to use it, maybe it's once or twice in our lives. We want to use it and, and, and have it work well. But the kind of calm that we can develop while doing strong movements helps us to remain calm in a stressful or tense situation. So with practice, this isn't something that happens in two classes, but with practice, we'll find ourselves less going into fight or flight in a physically threatening situation. And a lot of and times- I would say, just, yeah, I'm just going to say that's like, that's, that's the benefit right there, right? Like yep. that's what we're all trying to achieve is going- not going into fight or flight because yes. I feel like the the way we live today and the fast paced world and a lot of us just like <gasps> you know anything any little thing can like set you into that mm -hmm. so I think that's a huge benefit yeah absolutely and 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 I think that um that applies beyond just a physical defense like you're alluding to like anything can send us into that so the way I think about defense broadly is like a psychological defense because mm -hmm. we have all of those things, all of those triggers all the time. They can be in our, like, we can have a weird interaction at work, right? Can be something that happens on the street. Somebody could cut us off or say something or, or it can be something that's happening in the, in the world, in the news or, or just in, around us, right? We have all of this, like an assault. I think <laughs> a lot of people have the these triggers right now yeah. th and that sets them off into fight or flight. So practicing these techniques will help put them back more in the parasympathetic nervous system and be in a more restful, calm environment, which, you know, benefits has ripple effects on everyone's life. So yeah, this is amazing. And yeah. I love no, that you absolutely. said a psychological defense. Cause I, when I was researching this and I saw self-defense, I immediately thought of like physical self-defense. It didn't yeah. even cross my mind that you were talking about other kinds of self-defense, which obviously there are, but. Um, <laughs> we don't always think about it in that right. way. Yeah. But I think that's the most essential. Probably. And, I, and I, I think it's essential in our society, like you're talking about, but I think this is like universal to being human, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe whatever, you know, a thousand years ago, or, or, you know, people needed to defend themselves physically more, right? But people still had stress in their lives. And I think that's one of the amazing things about, about this practice, the Boa Bowman, is that, you know, it comes from this old tradition. And I think the people who were practicing recognize this, right? That we are better people when we can manage our stress, when we can manage our tension, and when we can kind of like find ways to take the negative energy and like turn it into something positive. It's like this idea that, that I that I like and and you know one of my colleagues wrote a book about this about recycling recycling with the mind recycling and taking the negative energy and turning it into something positive I think many people can find that in their yoga practice or their tai chi and it also happens in boom as well and we can feel like the energy the weight of the day and we can breathe we can move we can sweat and we feel lighter mm -hmm. and then maybe we're walking after, you know, after our class, after our practice. And then we see, into our head comes this 
solution to this problem that we had before or a different understanding. Or it's like, oh, if I approach this in a different way or I think about interacting with this person in this way, the result will be so much better. I mean, this is powerful. You know, more people, everyone probably needs this, like you said. And just with everything going on in the world and we're all like on edge at different times, I just feel like the last three plus years, especially. So I love the taking the negative energy and turning it into something positive, the recycling with the mind, the book that you referenced, which mm -hmm. we'll link up in the show notes. I just think- And it's, for those of you on YouTube, powerful. this is yeah. what the book looks like right here. Yeah. Yes. Because and we all book, have negative thoughts and how can we take those and turn it into something positive and the power, you know, I did a couple of your breathing, you know, the videos that you have on the app and you, you mm -hmm. talk about this in one of them specifically, just the breathing in and breathing out and getting rid of the, you know, the, the negative energy that it doesn't, it's not serving you. Exactly. I, I, I think that, I mean, I, you know, I think most people know how powerful breathing can be, right? As this really, I think the most direct connection we have between our conscious and our subconscious, right? The most direct connection we have to all of the, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system and everything that's happening under the surface, right? It's very difficult to say, I know there are some practices around this, understand, but it's very difficult to say, okay, heart, slow down. <laughs> but you can stop and you can slow down your breathing. Through that, you can right. slow down your heart rate. And it's like if we train ourselves to take a breath before we react, then we can train ourselves to take two breaths before we react. <laughs> then we can learn to take three. And this can be a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. I think well, and you said that you think pe most people know that, you know, breathing is important, whatever. But like, obviously, you know, involuntarily, that breathing is important <laughs> to live. But there are a lot of people that actually are not aware of how important breath work is, mm -hmm. or they think it's not phony, but like, oh, I don't need to do that. But I mean, for example, just talking about myself personally, like I definitely did not know how to breathe properly for many, many years. Mm. And I used to like clench up my stomach and abs and like hold my breath. And when I did learn how to breathe, it was it was life changing. And I feel like the people that need it the most are not aware of it, in my opinion. I, I think everybody. I don't think there's a single human who couldn't benefit from looking at their breathing. Right. I think there's a there's absolutely a reason that so many meditation practices have breathing at least at their beginning or their core. Right. The breath is how we bring the world in and how we send the world out. The breath is how mm -hmm. we ground ourselves. And I think that whatever our breathing technique, like being conscious taking that moment to be conscious, it's impossible to be conscious of our breathing all the time. Right. Right. It's just, it's very like, it's just, I think it's impossible. But the more we practice it, the more we can be conscious and the more that we can habituate ourselves to having better breath. Mm -hmm. We don't have to, even when we're not thinking about it, we don't have to <sighs> breathe <laughs> shallow or tight all the time. And I think like with any practice, we need to be patient with ourselves as well and not get frustrated if we practice some breath work and then we find ourselves going into our old patterns. This kind of stuff can take years or sometimes when we feel we have an, an epiphany or learning about it, it's because we've been working on it subconsciously for many years, right? We've been developing all the other, the postural muscles and all the other pieces that 
that are that are part of that of the consciousness and and the awareness and all of that. Um, but I think taking a moment to breathe is an amazing thing that we can do. Well, Imato, what if we um, or what if you? Um, I know you offered teach our listeners um, a breathing technique or simple you know meditation right now on the air for everyone to do. If you're you know driving, maybe you press pause and wait until you're out of the car. But I think this would be helpful and it would allow people to understand exactly what you're referring to and to experience it and the benefits. Sure. I'd be, I'd be and, happy to. And I just want to yeah, say also, ahead. like you mentioned moving meditations and mm-hmm. you could do this while taking a walk, right? Absolutely. It's, it's funny. I'll do a little tangent and then I'll get there. I've actually had a number of students over the years who are athletes and they've actually, as runners or cyclists, have incorporated some of these breathing techniques into their practice and found that it's really improved their endurance and their mm-hmm. ability to focus. Yeah, mm. I bet. So you can do it, but it doesn't have to be strong. It doesn't have to be powerful exercise. It can be simple exercise, like you said, like taking a walk. So in Boalom, the, the breathing technique that we start with, we breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And we do a little, we do a little thing. We put our tongue behind our top teeth against our palate. And we inhale through the nose, we make this sound. And what we're doing is we're, we're constricting the nostrils a little bit. And we're kind of cleaning our sinuses a little and also warming the air and humidifying it a little bit. This is especially important in you know dry times when it's winter and everything like that, rather than get up a big breath of really cold, dry air, we warm it up a little bit so it's less of a, a shock to our lungs. So we breathe in through the nose. We make that noise. Then we drop our tongue, we round our lips, and we exhale like this. And we make that sound. And when we do that, we try to put a little tension in our stomach a little bit in our diaphragm and a little in our chest. And we have a little vibration in the throat. Not a lot. We don't want this, but we're trying to engage the whole breathing system, right? So it's not just chest, it's not just stomach, it's not just diaphragm, it's, it's everything. And with this, we work our core and we create like a column of air. And with a little practice, you'll feel that this is, this is giving you like some power, some energy in the breath. So we can practice it a couple times. We put our tongue up and we inhale through the nose. Now we drop our tongue round our lips and exhale. Now, if you're listening, say in a, in a more public place, like you're riding on the train or the bus, you don't feel comfortable making a loud noise, you can just breathe in silently. That will give you a lot of the benefits. And then when you go home and you're in private, you can practice with the, with the sound. But don't not do it because you're around other people. Sometimes when we need to do this the most is when we're <laughs> around other people. And so there's no problem in being intentional and just going in and out through the nose. But let's let's try it one more time. We'll put our tongue up, breathe in, drop our tongue, and exhale. 
And if we can do this three, five times in the morning, three, five times in the middle of the day, three or five times in the evening, it's a really nice practice. Marty and I are thrilled to share two new products that we've both been using daily for several months and are loving the results. Do you need better nutrition, improved energy or focus, but don't know how? Well, Energy Bit Spirulina Algae Tablets are your answer. They are effortless to take and organically grown. These bits of food are 100% spirulina, which is the most nutrient-dense, antioxidant-rich, high-protein food in the world. You just swallow or chew a few tablets each morning or whenever you are tired or hungry to improve your mitochondria, your energy, your gut health, focus, and reduce your hunger and cravings. They also replace the need for your caffeine. Energy Bits are safe for the entire family and pets love them too. Maybe you want to improve your gut health, support your detoxification, or add more green nutrition into your diet. Recovery Bits Chlorella tablets are the perfect solution. Recovery Bits USDA certified chlorella tablets are bits of food that strengthen your immune system, protect you from colds or viruses, remove toxins, speed recovery from a sports injury, and add vegetables and greens to your diet. This will help ensure that you're getting your greens on a daily basis. The recovery bits also help you enjoy better sleep when you take them before bed. I've noticed a big improvement in my sleep. I'm sleeping much more soundly, not waking up at night. And when I do wake up in the morning, I have so much energy and just feel really well rested. So if you're ready to supercharge your energy, health, and longevity, head on over to energybits.com. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y-B-I-T-S.com. Use the discount code LIVINGWELL for 20% off your entire order. And one of the things that I've learned and seen over the years of of teaching and, and practicing myself and working with many, many students is that doing a little bit consistently is the best strategy for making any kind of change, for developing any kind of practice. I've seen people say, oh, I'm going to do this every day, and they practice every day, and then at some point something happens. And you set up an expectation of practicing every day, and when you don't do that, you don't feel like you're doing it right, and you cascade. But practicing for 15 minutes, like five, five breaths a couple times a day, three times a day, or with a meditation practice, Practicing for five or 10 minutes a couple times a week is an amazing way to start. I think sometimes people feel pressured to say, I have to practice an hour, I have to meditate an hour every day because this is what, you know. And I don't think that's necessary. I think you can get there if you want to. But take your time and be patient with yourself. And doing something is always going to be better than doing nothing. You know, same thing with workouts or if you want to change how you're nourishing your body any small habit, which is great, great advice. And I find like for my own personal meditation practice and gratitude practice and breathing practice, like really five to 10 minutes in the course of a day makes a big difference for me. Like, and when you mentioned an hour, I'm thinking there's no way I want (laughs) to do an hour. Like (laughs) there's like, I don't even want to strive for that. Like, I feel good about what I'm doing right now. And I think that's great, right? Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the way. I mean, if I personally am doing a longer practice, I'll do a lot of movement and then I'll finish with a meditation. Mm-hmm. So within an hour, 
can move for 45 or 50 minutes and meditate for 10 or 15 minutes at the end. Well, and if I'm moving, yeah, that would be a different story. I'm picturing like a seated It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time, an hour. Yeah. Um, And one thing I'll say is that if you're trying to create a meditation practice and you're having trouble, doing five minutes of movement first is a Mm -hmm. really great way. So when I teach a meditation, like a seated meditation class, I always start with three movements. And those are in that, the Recycling with the Mind book. Starts with three movements, simple movements. But I think that, like, we can think about the tension that we're trying to release in, like, many different levels. But always the first level is going to be the tension that we carry in our body. That might be the last level, too. (laughs) But um, we can always start by releasing a little of that tension, moving the body. Hmm. And for myself and for my students, I know that doing a little bit of movements really makes for a much deeper meditation practice. So I'm curious, like this is your, you know, profession and I'm guessing Mm -hmm. you live and breathe this a lot. (laughs) I'm wondering if you feel like your body carries tension or do you just walk around feeling like light and tension free and you don't have a lot of stress or do you still (laughs) like is your natural personality? I mean, you seem very calm right now, but like are you type A and you've trained yourself or like, what is your, like, what, what does your body feel like on a day-to-day basis? I'm definitely not a low energy person by any stretch of the imagination. Never have been, you know, there are stories about when I was a kid and people tell me, my mother, get that kid a pogo stick, you know, like (laughs) I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm not a low energy person. And I, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons that I, I was always so attracted to the, the Boabom. And like, I tried other martial arts and things like that before and different practices before I found this. Um, but I think practicing for, you know, more than 20 years has definitely helped me to be a lot more calm, a lot more quiet, a lot better able to respond in a positive way in a stressful situation. But that doesn't mean that I never carry tension in my body, right? It doesn't mean that I, I never get upset or anything like that. I think that's some kind of like, you know, mythical <laughs> ideal, right? But like, it's I don't, more I don't like think how it's... you respond to it, I guess, is what I was getting I, at. Yes, absolutely. And I think, and, and the other thing about being in a, in a, you know, a body practice, like a movement practice for a long time, is you become aware of your body. And I think this is really one of the big benefits of a regular practice in movement or in meditation, is that it allows you to observe yourself and you get kind of like a baseline and you realize, wow, it's really difficult for me today to concentrate for that 10 minute meditation or my mind is really wandering when I'm moving. Whereas last week, it wasn't like that at all. When you practice enough, this really becomes a tool for you to see what's going on with you that you might not see above the surface. It might not be front of mind, but it's right there, right under the surface. And I think that this is really important in measuring our reactions because, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the easiest example is when we're hungry, it's harder for us to react well, right? We all know that like we're low blood sugar, we have a different kind of energy. Angry. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But if we can be aware of that, Okay, I'm going to take a breath. 
before I say this thing or have this response or write this thing on the internet or whatever we're doing. Um, we can develop that awareness little by little over time. And I think it's achievable for anybody. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to teach and practice hours a week. Like many, you know, I teach like many, many classes every week and I have my own practice, but you don't need to do that to get this. Well, it's so, funny because when my kids, sometimes if I get irritable or whatever, they'll be like, mom, take a breath. Yeah. And it's like when you're, <laughs> and I know that's what I need to do. But when my kid or husband is telling me to take a breath, I'm like, I don't want to hear that from you right totally. now. Like, <laughs> and they're only repeating, of, Marnie, what you've told what them. What I tell them, right. It's so funny. And then they bring it right back to me. Mom, take a breath. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> and so in the true. moment, you don't want to. Right, I, because, and right. I do know that that's probably what I need to do, but I don't want to hear it from them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the same way. Um, Yamato, could you, you know, as we start to wrap up this conversation, mm -hmm. we'd love for you to even to share, like, from one of your students, where this meditation and your this practice had a really profound impact on their life. I know you mentioned like the runners and the cyclists using the breathing and it's helping with endurance, but maybe at even a more deeper, you know like psychological level even. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many students who've had just really wonderful changes over their, over their practice and, and in their lives. I've had a number of students who've, who've really used this practice to deal with and, and really mitigate like ongoing kind of chronic pain. Um, so whether the gentle or the strong system, if people are coming in, you know, really in, in having a difficult time, the slow system is definitely the way to start. Um, but the combination of like gentle movements, like all of the movements in Boabom are designed to be really gentle on your body. And the even the defense movements, they're designed to be a, a strong defense, but also to use the muscles and not to overstress the joints. And so, for example, if I do like a twisting movement like this, in the twisting, I'm strengthening the whole of the muscle and the muscle's extending all the way before it, before the joint overextends. So I'm taking pressure off the joint. I'm actually building the muscle around the joint. And so this can help cushion the, the joint. This is a very like specific and particular example of something, um, of a way that people have found that it, this has helped them deal with, with pain. Um, but also just this general practice of like being mindful and taking care of the body and being conscious of, of where they are and becoming more healthy and recognizing like the deep connections between the mind and the body. And if we nourish the two together, we're really able to, you know, overcome a lot. Um, I mean, I've had students who've had to use the defense, you know, like, unfortunately, it's always been women, like very sadly. Every student I've ever had, who, who I've known who's ever had to use a defense has been a woman. And it's been somebody coming, grabbing their shoulder, threatening them or whatever, and they use the system and the person like, falls to the floor and gets up and runs away. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, that's actually yeah. amazing that, like, not that, they're, that bad things are happening to them, but that they're able to, you know, think about what they learned. Like I always think about, I have taken a few self-defense classes over mm -hmm. the years. And I always think about if I were in the situation, I think I would forget everything I learned in panic. So I, yeah. I think if you're practicing regularly over time, the movements become part of you. Right. Right. Yeah. And because that kind of situation is not a conscious situation. Mm -hmm. 
it's faster than that. Right. Because yeah. the, all the reports of everybody's, I didn't, I did it without thinking. Mm-hmm. And I reacted and, and then this happened. It's always been a good result because it's never, it's always been somebody profiling like they want to, you know, because they think the, the woman is weak or what, you know, whatever. And, and they've been able to, you know, break that expectation and, you know, the power of the defense and the shock of the unexpected um, has been, you know, a very powerful defense, really. But I think it's part of that, like we've been talking about that regular practice over time. Right. It just becomes part of you, like you said, and that's amazing. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. And w- I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners where people can find you, how they can find your app and connect. And we will, of course, link it all up in the show notes as well. Sure. So the app is called Boabom Journey, and that's B-O-A-B-O-M. The website is Boabom, B-O-A-B-O-M dot com. Um, it's also available in the App Store and the Google Play Store. So you can just visit the website, learn a little more. Um, and we actually, I, I have a, a free gift for your listeners. So anybody who goes to boabom.com slash gift, again, that's boabom.com slash gift, you can download a free 20 minute class. Which is amazing. Through, thank, thank you. Yes, goes, thank oh, you. of course. My pleasure. Highly recommend you go do that. <laughs> yes. And that goes through f- the four main ideas that, that we explore in more depth in the app, these kind of warm ups ways to get the body moving, some gentle movements, which work as a moving meditation, some of the faster defense movements, and then a simple seated meditation that takes this breathing technique and adds like a visualization to it in a way that we can create like a really, a really simple, really accessible meditation that, that anybody can do anytime. Wonderful. And then if people, if people are at all interested in learning more and doing like live classes, we offer live classes here at our studio. We're in, in, in Brookline, which is a part of Boston. Um, we also offer Zoom classes. And so all of the classes that, that we teach are, are hybrid. We have mm-hmm. students in the studio and we have students online. We've been doing this since March of 2020, yeah. at least the Zoom part <laughs> and the hybrid part more recently. And, and we have students from you know around the world. I'll have a class Amazing. with people, That's, people yeah, from just, Vancouver, yeah. across the States to Eastern Europe and and, you know, it's, um, it's really wonderful to have that connection mm-hmm. and be able to, to reach people kind of anywhere. That's fantastic. So as we wrap up this conversation, one question that we love to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? So for me, the art of living well is living in balance. And balance means many different things. Balance for me means being healthy, right? But not being obsessive. Right. Not not overdoing it. Balance means being measured and 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 aware of of where we are and how we're feeling like some of these ideas that we were talking about before. I feel like when we're in balance, we're best able to show our best selves to the world and to ourselves. And we have we can develop this this kind of resilience where if we're out of balance and we have a lot of negative and, and a lot of things always, you know, coursing through us and little things can, can set us off really easily, right? And, and not just set us off, but create whole spirals or cascades because it's, you know, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back if we have all this other stuff. And so 
I think finding balance and being in balance is just a really important part of, of living well, because then we know who we are, we know what we want, and it's okay if we know what upsets us and we know what makes us happy, right? Those aren't bad things. Like being, getting upset is part of life, mm-hmm. right? But like we talked about before, what do we do with it? Right. How do we channel that energy? Mm. Can we recycle that energy into something positive? Can we develop and build that awareness, that consciousness, and, and think about it like a technique that we practice little by little over time. In the beginning, it can feel totally like fake to be like, okay, I'm really mad, but I'm going to think about how I can do this in a better way. Right? There's this like, you know, silly saying like, fake it till you make it. I really like that saying. <laughs> well, because can you I imagine? Think that- yeah, I was just going to say, can you imagine if the, the people in the world like lived by what you were just saying and tried to live in balance and tried to you know, when they were feeling upset, took a breath and, you know, really tuned into themselves. I mean, I've been trying to achieve what you just described for years. And I think I'm finally starting to, you know, (laughs) to be further along on my journey, I guess. You're never there. But um, it's, it takes a lot of conscious effort. (laughs) It really does. And I think we're not always taught that and shown that hmm right mm-hmm. maybe they talk about it a little more in school now than they did when i was a kid which they didn't yeah. at all <laughs> um but but that's not what we're taught that's not what we're expected in our you know in our work lives or or you know with our whatever responsibilities as an adult i mean maybe we're expected to be perfectly that way as parents right? Like from zero with like no training. Um, And we're not, we never are. Um, But I think that, um, I think that realizing that that can be a goal and understanding that getting that there's no there, right? It, It is the journey. Right, right. Well, and it all starts with us. It all starts with you, our listeners out there, just taking a few breaths every day and think about, I mean, what you've said, you know, in a nutshell, can have a ripple effect on your life, your family, your community, the world, you know, like, what if we all before we, you know, lost our cookies, took some deep breaths every time, you know, think about it, what a different place this would all be. So everyone out there just encouraging you to, you know, take a lot of Yamato, what you said, and even if it's just a few breaths, morning, noon and night. um, I I just sent like a newsletter, like a little newsletter that we send out to, to, everybody who's you know interested um, i think i got it yes you probably did about that exact idea ah, like we have some fundamental i just read it <laughs> yeah there you go about everything is connected yeah yeah right exactly this and that cultivating ourselves has a huge effect on the world around mm-hmm. us each of us is like nodes in this immense like incomprehensible network mm-hmm. and the more good energy we can send in that network the better for everyone else. And like you say, the, all of that, the reverberations all come back to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this well, thank you so much conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been my pleasure. We've had a lot of different guests on and we've talked about breath work and, you know, meditation and different modalities, you know, and I just think however anybody can, you know, 
find a way to incorporate this into their life, whether it's boa bomb or some other modality. It's just the idea of trying and doing it and being mindful, I think, is a great start. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I A lot of times I know that, you know, there's a lot of complicated things going on in the world right now. But sometimes I think about how lucky we are to live in this moment as people who are are searching for something mm -hmm. because we have a wealth of choices. Yeah, absolutely. And each of us is different, right? Each of us is going to resonate with something. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we need to be careful of being complete dilettantes and mm -hmm. doing a little of each and everything. At a certain point, I think it's amazing that we have so much. The menu is incredible, but we need to choose. And when we choose, I think it's worthwhile choosing and committing. And then if we don't like that thing after a year or two, we can choose something else. But there's something like we've been talking about a regularity or a depth of practice mm -hmm. that's really important. So I guess maybe it's a double-edged sword. Like we have this stuff, all these amazing things that we can practice and all these amazing teachers around the world we can learn from, but we need to learn. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Um, yeah. This has been a great conversation and we will look forward to continuing to try out your classes and we hope that our listeners will as well. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Mm -hmm.